Welcome to She Persisted. I'm your host, Sadie Sutton, a 19-year-old from the Bay Area studying psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. She Persisted is the teen mental health podcast made for teenagers by a teen. In each episode, I'll bring you authentic, accessible, and relatable conversations about every aspect of mental wellness. You can expect evidence-based teen-approved resources, coping skills, including lots of DBT, insights, and education in each piece of content you consume. She Persisted offers you a safe space to feel validated and understood in your struggle while encouraging you to take ownership of your journey and build your life worth living. So let's dive in. This week on She Persisted. Before, if a friend was treating me badly, I would put up with it because I was like, I'm really scared to be alone versus the fact that I know myself and I know that I'm going to be okay either way. It kind of forced me to find better friends and I'm still on that journey very much so looking Mm -hmm. for good people to surround myself with but I know that I can always be there for myself. Hello hello and welcome back to She Persisted. I'm so excited for today's episode. We have a very exciting guest today. Ellie Zeiler is on the podcast and we are getting real, we are getting vulnerable, we're talking all things social media, mental health, bullying, creating a sense of identity, independence, really just pulling the curtain back on what it's like to grow up as a teen and also be a creator with a large audience. Ellie shares so much of her experience. This is such a fun convo. So I really hope you enjoy it. As always, make sure to share on social media, write a review, follow along if you like this episode. And with that, let's dive in. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Ellie. I'm so excited to have you on She Persisted. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Of course. So I wanted to start with something that you've touched on a lot before, which is having and cultivating a sense of identity, which is something that so many teens struggle with. Your teenage years is the time you're finding yourself, you're trying to figure out what your interests are, who you get along with. And what I think is so unique about your story is you've done this while also having input and opinions from so many other people, which is so challenging and so difficult. So I feel like if anyone has tips for how to listen to your own interests and opinions and not kind of get caught up in what anyone else is saying, it would be you. So I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on cultivating a sense of identity as a teen and what it's been like to navigate doing that with so many other people weighing in and giving their input. Yeah, for sure. What a great and loaded question. (laughs) It's a big one. (laughs) I think like starting off with just when I got onto social media, I was 16. I'm now 18. And that was really hard in itself because I feel like I had so many people judging me on a daily basis and like who I was. But again, I was 16. Like I didn't even know who I was or have a strong sense of identity myself. And so I feel like with being on social media added on to just being a teenager in this day and age, it was definitely like a whole other side to having to really lock down who I was because I had to show people who I was which is very hard yeah any tips or advice for listeners that are struggling to understand who they are especially with other people weighing in whether it's a parent or a family member friends or people in their community and they're trying to find the sense of identity but they're really struggling to do it on their own yeah for sure which I struggled with as well. I think that finding your identity, it comes with a lot of trial and error. And I feel like growing up, I was interested in so many different things, but I didn't want to explore it because I was worried about failing because I was worried about what 
other people's input would be. And so I think that like blocking out the noise and doing what you yourself is passionate about is the most important part into finding who you are at some point. Mm -hmm. Another thing that so many teens struggle with, especially in middle school and high school, is bullying. And you've talked so much about this on your platform, whether it's on social media or experiences in high school before you started doing social media. What was that like to navigate? It was really hard. I'm going to be honest. It was really hard because I sadly, by the time I got onto social media, I was used to being bullied. I was bullied, which I feel like I really dislike the word bully because I feel like it's so cliche and I've been yeah. for so long like we need to come up with a new word because me saying that like oh I was bullied in high school just seems so like a storybook and like I, again cliche so that aside though I feel like in high school I was always maybe the odd one out And I feel like people just always had an opinion on what I was doing. And so when I got on social media, it's kind of sad to say, but I was used to it. And I think that that's when I really learned that the only person that's really going to be there for yourself your whole life is yourself. And so like only worry about what you're doing, like don't judge other people. And because if you judge other people, you're opening up to people judging you as well and that hitting you. And I I just feel like it it stems with confidence. If you have confidence in yourself, which is so hard to achieve, I still don't have full confidence myself, to be honest, but growing that and developing that as you get older can help with combating the bullying, if that makes sense. Yeah. What do you do on those days where you're not feeling as confident about yourself? It's more difficult to kind of shut off the noise and just focus on your own opinion. What are your tips when you really are struggling and you're hearing everyone's opinions in that noise and it's it's more difficult to block it out? Yeah, I just turn off my phone and I like yeah. text the people that I love, like my mom and my dad being like, I am going to have a breakdown. I need to turn off my phone and it sounds so kind of boring but I literally go on a walk outside and I do things that make me feel good my mom always taught me that working out and getting endorphins is always good for your mental health and so whenever I feel like everything's closing in on me I feel like I have to leave my phone and leave technology and get outside and do something that is different from my path like I think that with social media being my career and being my job, there's a lot of pressure to have it be going good all the time, if that makes sense. And I think that when too much pressure is put on that or too many opinions are getting to me, I have to do something that only I feel good about doing. Like, for example, I started learning how to play the piano and like, I just go and play piano. And that's something that no one can put their opinion on because it's just something that I'm passionate about myself. I love that. I think that's so important and something that any teen can apply. And I think especially with the idea of shutting things off, whether it's like setting a boundary after school or on the weekends. And again, just really spending time with those people that love and care about you and you know are going to support you and making sure that those are the people that you're surrounding yourselves with when you are a little bit more vulnerable to really feeling all the feelings about being judged and bullied and all those things. Completely. And it is a full-time job like yeah to be able to say like put down my phone it's like a job for me to have to leave my phone and do it it's not something that comes 
naturally and easy to me to just be like, oh, I can just switch it off and not care about what people. No, that's not like (laughs) how I am at all. I have to be so cautious and like aware of what I'm letting in. And when I literally feel sometimes I just go to sleep, like sometimes I I feel like there are too many opinions on me. I have had that feeling so many times. I feel just like everything's crashing in on me and my space is getting smaller I just have to shut my mind off and like, yeah, you know, a hundred percent. Sometimes it's okay to just give up for the day and check out and try again tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm sure you get asked this question all the time because I get asked this question all the time and you obviously have a much bigger platform, but social media and mental health, every adult wants every teen to weigh in on this of how to make it a healthy relationship. We know that the data shows that using social media can be bad for your mental health, but it's really, it feels unavoidable at this point because it's it's how we connect with so many people. It's a huge part of our lives. And so I'd love to get your thoughts here on mental health and social media and what that's been like as a creator. It, it's been very interesting because I remember when social media wasn't my full-time job and I was just a high school student that like had Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and all the different platforms. And my mom would be like, I'm going to take it away from you. Like I see that it's affecting you. And I know that feeling of being yeah. like, I'm going to be cut off from society. This is ingrained in everyone these days and Mm -hmm. I think like a tip for me for making social media seem less harsh or toxic is unfollowing people that make me feel bad sometimes my mom will text me and be like unfollow 30 people that don't make you feel good like I follow what 800 900 people right now I need to see what all of those people are doing and so sometimes when I catch myself comparing myself to people that are different than me I just have to unfollow them yeah who are like two to three people that you follow that do make you feel really good that make you laugh or just boost your mood that you love seeing pop up on your feed one of them I really like this girl her name's Anna Paul she's like have you ever seen her videos I don't think so okay she like vlogs but she's just real and shows herself and has a really cute accent I really like her let's see my go-to answer for this is always like I'm deep on nail TikTok and I love videos of people getting their nails done oh they're my so God. calming they're my favorite oh, and that's like okay. my whole for you page me, this is gonna sound so like I'm five years old it's slime videos like I could watch slime videos for so long or the outrageous skiing or snowboard videos where people are like going down the mountain and it just seems very calm. I feel like yeah. anything that doesn't have to do with a person or like their face is very <laughs> relaxing to me for totally. some reason. Or ASMR too. Apparently. Yeah. Things. <laughs> Sometimes ASMR, I just can't. It stresses me out more. I don't know why. I, it's I like it's a hit or a miss for people and for me whenever I watch ASMR I'm like wait I can't do this it's yeah. too it like feels too much in my head but I love that I love the slime packaging videos when they get all the little add-ons and like put it together those are my favorite I love them like They're I love so satisfying so much no, yeah I, me too I love when like they add the little charm I love how we're going on a rant about slime. right <laughs> when they put the charms in and yes I love it no 100 <laughs> percent yeah Has your mental health gotten better or worse, would you say, since you started using social media more as a job and more from like a professional perspective rather than just using it to spend your free time on? 
think that it's gotten better and worse in different ways. First, mm-hmm. like when I was, see now when I'm on my phone too much, sometimes in my own head, I justify being on my phone way too much because I'm like, oh, it's my job. It's yeah. where my career is. Like I'm allowed to scroll on TikTok because I'm looking for ideas, which is just not true. I'm <laughs> But I think that it's been much easier for me to, like, I feel like when I didn't use, for example, Instagram for my job, I would be really self-conscious about what my friends and people at my schools were thinking about me because I mm-hmm. knew them on a personal level versus now having people that I don't necessarily know in person and having it like be called my job. It kind of takes the pressure off a little bit where if I post something and I'm thinking about like, oh, what does blah, blah, blah from high school yeah. think of it or like college, whatever. I think like, it's my job. It's my career. My mom always has to tell me like, this is entertainment and you're here to entertain, which kind of takes the pressure off me very. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think that makes a ton of sense. And if anyone asks, you can always just be like, I had to, it was like a brand obligation. It had to be posted. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. I think that's really interesting. I noticed that as well when I started to use social media more through the lens of the podcast instead of just using it personally it became more something where it was more creative and it was more finding inspiration rather than just comparing yourself to others and obviously there's still the part of like spending a certain amount of time on social media or consuming so much content that it becomes overwhelming but when you're looking at it more through the lens of like oh how can I create something and make something and that is almost like a hobby in some ways and it kind of it works a different part of the brain than just scrolling on Instagram with people that you know personally and like comparing yourself which is hard not to do so true it's like you're building a business and yeah in order to build the business even more you do have to scroll on social media and I feel like having that mindset of scrolling looking for ideas is so much better than just when I am about to go to bed and start scrolling and just yeah caring so yeah I- there's like a, a purpose to it rather than just mindlessly doing something I love the episode that you did on your podcast where you talked about independence and doing your own thing because I feel like teens don't really do this that much especially in college like you're spending so much time living with your friends and eating all your meals with your friends and you're in classes with people all day and so it's kind of a little bit out of the norm to spend more time with yourself but I totally agree with you that it can be really great for mental health and I think it serves you really in the long term because you're able to be your best self when you're independent and having your own routine and you're not relying on other people to kind of boost your mood and keep you going so what are your thoughts there as a teen spending more time being independent how did you kind of get to that that point in your life Well, I think that in the beginning of my life, I was kind of forced to always be alone. I switched schools a lot in middle school and high school and just growing up in general. And again, I just grew up with this thought in mind that I'm the only person that's going to be there for myself this whole time. And like, I have put my whole heart into being with girlfriends and like, kind of losing myself when I hang out with people too much. And at the end of the day, I, I mean, when I was growing up, I would have to move from them, but sometimes you have friend fallouts. And at the end of the day, you can look back and feel like, who am I without these other people? Um, And I also feel like with me gaining my confidence for having independence, it made me take less shit from other people, if that makes sense. We're like, 
before, if a friend was treating me badly, I would put up with it because I was like, I'm really scared to be alone versus the fact that I know myself and I know that I'm going to be okay either way. It kind of forced me to find better friends and I'm still on that journey very much. So Mm -hmm. looking for good people to surround myself with, but I know that I can always be there for myself. Today's episode is brought to you by Teen Counseling. Teen Counseling is BetterHelp's online therapy program for teens. They have over 14,000 licensed therapists within their network, and they offer support on things like depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, and so much more. You guys know that therapy was a huge part of my mental health journey. It's a resource that was absolutely essential for me to recover, maintain my mental health, improve my emotion regulation, distress tolerance, all of the things. So if you would like to try meeting with a therapist or find a new therapist to meet with, you can go to teencounseling.com slash she persisted. They offer talk, text, and video counseling all from your home, so no need to be on a super long wait list to find a therapist. They will also meet you exactly where you're at with what level of support you're looking for. So to check out Teen Counseling, you can go to teencounseling.com slash she persisted to find a therapist that meets your needs today. I do feel like one thing that's really interesting about your journey is that you are doing something that is different from a lot of your friends, which is that you're full-time working already. A lot of people are going to college or they're focused on school, they're graduating. And I feel like a lot of teens relate to this, whether they're going to a different school from a lot of their friends, or maybe they're moving to a different part of the country, or maybe they just have really different interests in their friends. What is your advice for teens that, again, are doing something slightly different and they're kind of second-guessing themselves or like, I, I really am passionate. I know this is the route I want to go, but I'm worried about what other people will think or say, or if I'm going to be alone, or if it's not going to work out, all those kinds of concerns that arise when you're doing your own thing, you're going on your own path, and everyone else is kind of going in the other direction. Yeah, totally. I feel like I felt that way with even growing up in high school, and I really wanted to go to film school versus I yeah. went to a school where everyone wanted to be like a doctor or a lawyer or all these different jobs and I wanted to take a different path than people I feel like it I don't want to diminish how significant the experience of doing something different than your peers is it's like a big deal to go out of the norm of society and like the rat race of what everyone else is doing so First of all, having that self-confidence and I guess self-worth that like you you're doing something and even had the thought to do something different than your peers is really special. Mm -hmm. I also think that the minute that you hit some sort of success in the thing that you're doing that's different than your peers is the moment that you're going to feel like you did it and feel confident in yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I decided to go on to online high school when everyone was still in school and start this social media path. I was so nervous about it and so scared. But as soon as I turned it into a career and started working with brands that I really liked and started checking off my goals of what I was doing and knew that I was capable of doing deep in my heart is the moment that I let go of whatever anyone else was doing. My mom always says, see you at the finish line. Like, we'll see you all when we're 70 and 80, you know, wrinkled and whatever. So there's no point in doing, I guess, what everyone else is doing. If you have like the confidence that you described that you can do it. It, It's really strong of anyone that goes against what 
their school or their peers or their friends are doing. A hundred percent. I think one of the best tips that I've ever heard with regard to doing your own thing and not comparing yourself to others past, especially with school and education and career, is to really ask yourself, like, would I want to be doing that? And so especially at college, whenever I'm comparing myself to people who are like in the engineering school or in the business school or pre-med, I'm like, do I want to be doing pre-med and taking chemistry? No. Absolutely not. That's my worst nightmare. I'm so fine taking psychology classes. And so you have to think so good. Right? Oh my gosh. I think I even said this on my podcast where sometimes I go back and I think like, you know, I kind of wish that I was like going to a normal college and in a sorority and all these different things. It's like, but would I want to be studying for midterms right now? No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. It's That's so helpful true. and it brings you immediately back down to the moment and you're like, okay, so there's no point in comparing myself because I don't even want that. There's no, there's no point whatsoever. So I, that's one of the best tips that I've ever heard for, for if you're struggling with that. I'm borrowing that tip. That's great. Feels I love great. That. It's so good. It works <laughs> all the time. I love how you talk about your relationship with your mom. You guys are so close. And for so many teens, it's difficult to be vulnerable with their parents and have that open relationship and improve that relationship even. So what are your your tips and advice and things that have been helpful with your relationship with your parents to have them in your corner and be a, a main support system? Yeah. First of all, I'm really lucky to have parents that care about what's going on in my life. I think that it wasn't in my generations of family always like that. Like m- both my parents had very distant parents that weren't in their lives. And so just starting out with the fact that I know that I'm really lucky that my mom and dad are genuinely my best friends. I think that like with bettering our relationship, because my mom and I's relationship, we go through ups and downs all the times too. I think that like the moment that I realized that she went through the same things as me, just being a teenage girl growing up is the moment that I felt like I could really trust her and lean into her advice. Before when I was growing up and I was maybe scared of her, scared to tell her things and all of that nature or like hide things from her, I thought that she would judge me because I thought that I was the only one going through growing up. No, we all think that. We're like, you don't get it. You've never done this before. And it's like, no, they have. (laughs) Yeah, they have. And like, probably not that long ago. And they probably remember it too. And it's like, literally just today, my mom said to me, I'm debating moving out of LA or staying there or whatever. And she's like, I feel like you're just so sad all the time. And I was like, I'm 18. When you were 18, were you happy all the time? She was like, like, no, I guess you're (laughs) Yeah. So even just going back to clicking your parents into what you're going through and maybe even reminding them like when you were my age were you really happy and my mom was like no I guess you're right it's really sad too all the time so I think that like relating with them on that level is how I created a better relationship with them I tried to do that with my dad last night I was like well you when you were in college what was your GPA did you get all A's and he was like well I had only one A minus in high school and I was like okay not everyone is like you like this is not helpful let's not reflect on your high school experience (laughs) I saw a TikTok that was like when you're trying to relate to your dad but he went to Harvard and I was like he did he went to Harvard and I was like maybe it was your TikTok Um, (laughs) I didn't make the TikTok but I probably should because I was like this is not gonna work out for me you should. You should. 
Uh-huh. Oh my God. And then my sister's friend was in the room and she was like, my mom always does that. And she was valedictorian in high school. She was valedictorian at Cornell. And I was like, just emancipate yourself. Like, you're just never going to win that one. That's where you hit them with the like 2020. We like, it's a We're different. different. Gen Z is different. Oh, like so different. Are you kidding? Yeah. Getting a 4.0 in high school 30 years ago is so different than yeah. getting a 4.0 now. It's insane. And even just like the amount of work we're doing and what it takes to apply to college today versus then, it's just a completely different ballgame. So sometimes you got to remind your parents, you got to be like, things have changed. Times have changed. It's very different now. But yeah. I agree. Just like explaining it to them and hopefully they have an open mind towards it. Yes, 100%. What are the top like two or three different skills or routines that you pull from to maintain your mental health on a daily basis? A few things. My first thing with maintaining a decent mental health state, because Mm -hmm. I'm not the queen of mental health myself, but I think that like something that I do is keeping a routine for myself. And so for example, my morning routine is very important to me. The waking up, the having my coffee, going to the gym, and then finally being like, okay, now I'm going to face the world. No one else exists except for me in the morning time. So I think that's been something that's been very important for me to keep doing and keep trying to like grow myself. Because especially since I moved out from being with my family and like I live alone and it's really all up to me to create my own schedule. It can be very overwhelming at times and really take a toll on my mental health. But I think like writing down my list for what I want to do in the day, it sounds so cliche, but like- But it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it does help me. I think that another important tip that's helped my mental health is being aware when I'm on social media. Before, I think I used to like- scroll and compare myself and I just wasn't even aware but the fact that now I can pick up my phone and be like okay you're about to see people that you're going to compare yourself to and like just know that you need to do things that make you feel good about you and we're all living different lives is something that has again helped me as well I love that do you have any good tips like I I definitely I know, right? I'll get, I'll try. (laughs) We'll think. (laughs) I definitely love what you said about checking things off. I definitely take that to the max. I have my physical planner and then I have my digital one. I use Asana so you get to check everything off and it's so reinforcing whenever you get something done. So I'm like, we're going to check it off on the computer and on paper because that's just, it's, it's a boost to the mood. I definitely agree with routine. I think it's huge because you can't guarantee your mental health, but if you can guarantee these behaviors that will improve your mood, it kind of, you can go into autopilot and know that things will get better. So that's another really big thing. Something that, again, my mom told me is scheduling out the times that you are going to be sad or let your mental health get to you. If like you are going through a difficult time, sometimes I have to be like, you know what? I'm scheduling out from 7 to 8 p.m. I'm going to be really sad and then I'm going to go to bed. But right Mm -hmm. now it's 12 in the afternoon on a Monday and I like, can't I need to compartmentalize if that makes yeah. sense? Yeah, 
hundred percent. I, I think that's huge. Yeah. That's definitely super helpful. And I'm a big proponent of complaining, not all the time, but sometimes you just gotta be like, this really sucks and it's not fair. You just <laughs> have to give yourself that moment to self-validate and be like, this isn't how I want it to be. Because I feel like especially, maybe it's not, maybe it's like the generations above Gen Z. Maybe it's just some people. They're like, complaining is bad. You shouldn't complain about anything. You need a positive outlook. But sometimes you just gotta be like, this really sucks. And it's, yeah. that's just how the situation is and that can be so 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 validating that is so true again I did that today as well I was like complaining about something and I said to my mom when you were 18 did you go through this too and she was like well I was going to like this college and driving a bad car and not living by myself in LA and all these different things and I was like yeah but I still am sad yeah I think that like it goes back to the saying just because someone broke their leg doesn't make my broken finger any less hurtful yeah all going through different things and to be able to just be like damn that really sucks or right now I'm going through a bad time and just getting there to accept it and admit it is very important I really like that tip as well Yay, 100%. No, I totally agree. I, I want to make complaining not such a bad thing because it's helpful sometimes. <laughs> That's a good podcast episode. I might take that for Do me. it, 100%. <laughs> I'll listen. Um, my last question is about just general advice. If there was one or two things that you wish that your community knew, having been a little bit on the, the further side of going through their teenage years and a lot of people listening and that follow are younger, if there was one piece of wisdom or advice or insight, you were like, I wish I could just have all of them believe this or know this about themselves, what would it be? Yeah, I think that really trusting that everything happens for a reason. Like Mm -hmm. I remember growing up and going through bad times and looking back and like even going through bullying when I was in high school and I was like, what is up? Like what can be like this forever? And look, it trained me to go into social media and I got so much hate at the beginning of it, but I got through it because of what happened in my earlier years. Also just accepting that growing up is so hard and just don't compare yourselves to people that are in different stages of your lives than you. Like I being 18 and I remember being like 15 and 16 and looking up at the 18 and 19 year olds and being like, wow, they really live the life kind of growing up a little too fast because I was comparing myself to people that were just in different stages of life than I was. And knowing that like, you're going to get there and you just got to get through it, I guess. Yeah. Like it's really hard, but accepting it and taking care of yourself is really important. hundred percent. Well, if people want to continue to follow you and listen to your podcast, where can they do that? My podcast is called I'll Be Your Sister. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And my name is Ellie Zeiler and all of my platforms are my name. Perfect. All of that will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ali. This was amazing. And I know that so many listeners are going to find this so helpful. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to meet you. You too, of course. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of She Persisted. If you enjoyed, make sure to share with a friend or family member. It really helps out the podcast. And if you haven't already, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
You can also make sure to follow along at at She Persisted Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok and check out all the bonus resources, content, and information on my website, ShePersistedPodcast.com. Thanks for supporting, keep persisting, and I'll see you next week.